Do you feel uncomfortable with following up past inquiries? Perhaps when a lead goes quiet or cold, you begin to tell yourself stories around where you went wrong and why they are a clear no for working with you. Or maybe you find follow-up and sales in general a little uncomfortable. For many business owners, they wish they could skip sales and follow-up and simply run their business and deliver their services. All the problems would be solved, right? The truth is sales and follow-up is an important aspect of running a successful business. In fact, what many overlook is its part in the client journey. If this isn't your strength, or even if it is and you want a fresh take on follow-up, this is the episode for you. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. I am so glad you hit play on this episode as I want to support you in this area because I know that for many, this is the Achilles heel in their business. And I believe when you have the skill set and the mindset where you can follow up with confidence and ease, it's an absolute game changer in your business. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, the fortune is in the follow-up. Now, whilst I absolutely believe this to be true, I want to share with you plenty of examples in this conversation where perhaps this lens can actually be one of the contributing factors for what's holding you back when it comes to follow-up. Here in this episode, my hope is to help you reframe follow-up, which will give you the confidence to lean in instead of leaning out. Let's first begin with a little context when it comes to my experience of sales and follow-up. Now, you may not know this, but I actually worked in sales and sales leadership between my two businesses. My responsibility as a leader in sales was to train and coach the sales team, and then as I moved up within my organization, I was focused on helping to develop the leadership team to support their sales teams. And whilst I don't talk about sales very often, I actually do love the selling and sales process. And I know that's where I might be different and you will see why it's different for me. And my hope is, is that through this conversation, you'll see why I love it and you will love it too. Before you tune in, I understand that right now, this is probably not the sentiment that you share. In fact, you're not alone. Many business owners find selling and follow-up deeply uncomfortable at best. Now, to clarify, what I'm not talking about here is social selling. Now, social selling is promoting your offers on social media and using social media to sell. I think that many people are largely okay with this aspect. Equally, I'm not talking about following up warm leads or website inquiries, as again, you probably have that down pat too. What I'm unpacking here is where I think even the most seasoned of business owners can stumble, which is actually the follow-up of past or cold leads, prospects, or inquiries. 
Before we dive in, I want to share a story. And this story is where I was on the receiving end of follow up and we'll unpack why I felt the way that I did. And at the end of it, I will share with you the key takeaways from this story that you could literally start to take action on straight after this episode. A few years ago, I can't actually remember when the journey actually started. I'm going to say maybe 2015, perhaps. Yeah, probably 2015. And my husband and I were thinking about buying an investment property in Brisbane. Now, at the time, him and I were living in Sydney. My husband's born and bred Sydney. And we were thinking, okay, we're going to buy a property in Brisbane. You know, we had worked out which suburb we wanted to buy the property in. And we had embarked on this journey of trying to find a house. Now we found the whole Brisbane market. Well, it wasn't the whole Brisbane market. Actually, it was just one suburb. We found it really hard to navigate because this suburb that we live in has is quite a large suburb and it has like these little sub pockets and every sub pocket was different and we just could not work out the pricing for the life of us. So we would look at something and we would think it would be worth X amount of dollars and then it would sell and it was actually worth something completely different. And we found ourselves not being able to get up to open houses, not being able to, you know, really understand what separated the streets by streets because, as I said, my husband was Sydney born and red and I had left Brisbane as a young adult back in the year 2000. So we were trying to buy this property, kept coming up against all these stumbling blocks. And then I said to my husband, I think maybe it's about time that we hire a buyer's agent. So our problem existed and we wanted to solve that problem with hiring a buyer's agent. So we started on this journey. I Googled, you know, my husband actually Googled all of these different buyers agents. I reached out to them and, you know, I think there might've been about five on the list. Now of the five that I reached out to, three of them never even responded to my inquiry. Now, I don't believe that that's something that you would do because I I really do believe that if someone inquired, you probably wouldn't have any issues with following up. But in this instance, yep, just didn't get any responses from three of them. Now, with the other two, I got a call back from one and they started telling me about their services and, you know, what they do and all the things and sent me a prospectus. And then the other one also called me, told me about what they did, how they could help me and sent me a prospectus. Now, the first person that I mentioned, they never followed up, right? So they sent me the prospectus and they didn't follow up with an email. They never followed up with a phone call. They just left me to my own devices. Now, the second buyer's agent, so remember this is one out of five, he called me to check in to ensure that I got the prospectus and to ask if I had any questions or if he needed to clarify anything that was on my mind. So we had a great chat and I said, leave it with me. I'll talk to my husband about it. And when when I spoke to my husband and we were pretty keen but then life got in the way, right? We are, at this, by this point, you know, we had a toddler. Mm, was she in school? I don't know. Our oldest one might have been in school by this, but no, she wasn't in school. So we had a toddler and a preschooler. And we, like, just got busy. And then as we got busier, we started to think, oh, look, you know, maybe this isn't a good time to buy. Maybe we just put it on the back burner. It all just feels too hard. 
Now, this would have been a point where the buyer's agent could have easily stepped away and just said, no, they're a cold lead. They're not interested. They're never going to move to Brisbane. You know, that's that. But instead, what happened is he continued to call me. Not in a way that was, you know, oh, you're going to come and join, you know, you're going to sign up, are you going to buy a house? It was a hi, Christy, it's so-and-so from so-and-so here. I wanted to check in to see, you know, how everything was going, what your thoughts are on moving up to Brisbane, if there's anything that I can do to support that move and help you find a home or a property. And he just kept showing up. (laughs) And sometimes I didn't even answer the phone. I let it go to voicemail and he would send me emails, but never in a way that made me go, oh gosh, he's so over the top. This is ridiculous. But always in a way that him actually doing that kept this kind of moving to Brisbane at the forefront of my mind. Anyway, I'm going to say another two years passed of him having these regular intermittent touch points with me. And Then something clicked and my husband and I were like, what are we doing? We need to buy this place in Brisbane. The Sydney market was escalating at the time. Let's get that property. And then, you know, we'll think about whether or not we want to move there and and whatever, but let's get the property first. I knew instantly what I needed to do. I wasn't going to waste another second trying to figure this thing out on my own, that I was going to go straight to the expert. And I was going to go straight to the expert that I knew had my back. And that was this buyer's agent. And here's the thing about the story. You could think to yourself, well, you know, he was just following up. He was just following up. But his follow-up demonstrated to me, A, what it would be like to be his client. He would go after the house. He would try and find us the perfect home. He cared enough about our business. He cared enough about us. And B, it also showed me how professional he is and how much he cared about us. And even when I didn't answer his calls or even when I didn't respond to his emails, he still showed up and made me feel important. And I share that story. I've shared it a number of times in different settings with clients and at speaking events and things like that. But I've shared that so many times because that is such a powerful example of how following up in a way that's of service A, got him the result. So let's face it, buyer's agent fees are not a small sum of money. But B, from my perspective, this buyer's agent found me my dream home, found us our dream home, I should say. And he worked so hard. Let me tell you, he worked so hard for our home and to help secure this beautiful house that we live in today. And so the reason why I share this story is because I think so often we get caught on what's in it for us instead of what's in it for them. Now, if he hadn't have been so persistent, maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't have been reminded of my dream of living in Brisbane. Or maybe I wouldn't have had him at the forefront of my thoughts But he made it really easy for me. He made it easy for me to say yes to him because I knew that he was going to work for us. And I knew that he understood where we were coming from because every touch point was about us. 
at the top of the episode, I shared the saying, the fortune is in the follow-up. And whilst, yes, that is absolutely true, there is something far more important about follow-up. Follow-up is not about you. Follow-up is about your prospective client. If you take what you get off the table for just a moment and release the outcome of what follow-up does for you and your business and flip that to consider follow-up as good customer service and designing an incredible client experience that leaves your clients feeling valued and that you're there to help them get their results, that icky feeling that so many people talk about and it, by the way, icky is just another way of saying that they don't want to come across as pushy, but that icky or pushy feeling that you don't want to have, it dissipates because it's not about you. It's about how you support your potential clients. Here's the thing. If you approach follow-up from a place of support and client service, how can you possibly be pushy? Like if you're really, really approaching it from a client-led perspective, it's impossible to feel pushy. The energy that you approach your follow-up, it absolutely matters. And just like this buyer's agent, every touch point was from a place of service. How can I support you? Where are you at with thinking about moving to Brisbane? Is there anything that I can do to help you? Here's a couple of properties that I've recently found. Is this something that you might be interested in also? He made it about us. And this mindset and this shift is everything. And this is what no one's talking about when it comes to follow-up. There's so much advice around scripting and tools and how to follow up and close sales with confidence. And the reason why you still don't take action when you have those tools and tactics, it's because your mindset and belief system is keeping you stuck because you feel like you're being pushy because you're making it about yourself. What if you were to stop worrying about the fortune or the outcomes and start to think about what's in it for your client. Focus your attention on them. And what would it mean if they were to work with you? What problems are you solving for them? Are you making yourself available for questions? Are you showing them that you care? Are you helping them to see that you want to work with them and you want to support them with their goals? When your approach is about helping your clients instead of creating fortune, your client can't help but be able to see your good intentions. Back to the key messages that I wanted to quickly unpack from my friend, the buyer's agent. Number one, what follow-up tells your prospective clients? It shows your clients that you care. It shows your clients that you want to work with them. It shows your clients that you understand them and that you care enough to check in on them. It shows your clients that you understand them and that they may need time to make a purchase decision. It shows your clients that they matter and that you are on their mind. Number two, follow-up is part of the client journey. I'm sure you're familiar with the sales funnel. Now, often we think of our client journey beginning from the moment they say yes to working with you or, or purchasing your product and service, but I would argue the client journey begins from the top of funnel, not when they begin working with you. Your client journey matters at every single touch point before they make the decision to work with you. 
And those touch points from you and your brand informs their client experience. And in fact, it becomes part of even their decision-making process of saying yes to you. Now, here's the thing. We have to remember that we are dealing with humans. Even if you're B2B and you're dealing with a stakeholder in a larger organization, you are still working with humans. And every human needs different things to be able to make an informed purchase decision. And part of your client journey is to help them as they're making those decisions and and support them through their own way of making decisions. Now, what I mean by that is, is that different personality styles may be quick to make a decision. They may have read your sales page and gone, yep, I'm going to work with her or yep, I'm going to work with him. That meets my needs. I'm going to do a quick clarity call, make sure that they're good to go. And yes, off we go. Now, that might be the case for 25 to 50% of people who reach out to you. But for others, they may need a little bit of extra time to make an informed decision. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong in the sales call or in the discovery call. That just means that they need to know more information to say yes. But here's the other thing. Maybe they had made a decision and life got in the way right? Like we are busy people and there is a lot of things vying for our attention. Now, especially if you are B2B and you are working with or selling to other business owners, not only do they have their life to, you know, manage and go through all the things, but also they've got their business. What if they get off a call from you and, you know, they're thinking about it, they want to say yes. And then overnight they come down with COVID And then they get taken out for two weeks. I know for myself, I was actually taken out for nearly a month after having COVID. Or maybe it's that they get off the call to you and instantly a tax bill drops into their inbox. Or perhaps maybe one of their clients pulled out and that's affecting their monthly income or whatever. Maybe one of their kids gets sick. You don't know what is going on for them. And that's not to say that they weren't going to say yes to you, but maybe then other things got in the way. And then when you don't follow up, they're thinking, oh, well, maybe that connection that we had on a discovery call or on a sales call, maybe that wasn't reciprocated because they only followed up the once with their quote or their prospectus or whatever that might be right? So instead of thinking about that fear that you have around being pushy, flip it. How can you be of service in this process for them? The other benefit of being persistent with follow-up is that you stay front of mind. If that buyer's agent hadn't have stayed front of mind, I wouldn't have thought of him when the time came for me to, for us to invest in a buyer's agent or for us to work with a buyer's agent, I would have just gone back, you know, to the drawing board because I would have thought "Mm, none of those people really wanted our business and none of those people were really going to help us. But instantly I thought about him, even when I didn't pick up the calls or even when I didn't respond to his emails. And can you imagine the delight of that phone call when I called him and said, hi, it's, you know, Christy Robinson here. And we spoke a couple of years ago and thanks for staying in touch. And by the way, we want you to find our house. (laughs) Like seriously, amazing for him, but he invested all that time in us. So he deserved our business. I'm not wrapping follow-up in some fancy outfit I genuinely believe this. I genuinely believe that when you tell and show your clients that you care, says a lot about you. It shows that you are willing to go that extra mile. It shows that you are willing to do the work. And the rewards, yeah, 
the fortunes in the follow-up. But as I said from the very beginning, it's so much more than that. If there is anything, anything that you walk away from this conversation, please know this. Follow-up is not about you and making sales. It is about them. Fortune is just the byproduct. Boss, my intention with this episode is to flip the script on the follow-up conversation. When you change your mindset, everything changes. And remember, for this to work, your beliefs and actions need to be congruent. Make your clients the hero of the story and make follow-up genuinely about them. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If this one spoke to you, can I ask you a favor? Please share this out with your community. Take a screenshot, pop it in your stories and tag me. Together, we can change the narrative on follow-up for all business owners. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.